them, them, you know, set the table for Will Armstead. And he's just a he's a cool customer out there, man. I mean, his his first appearance in regional play. I mean, he was he's just as good as he has been all year long. Um, you know, yeah, and yes, Auburn did not swing the bat at all, uh, well at all in these two games. That is a that is a very high quality lineup that both Billy Oldham and Will Armstead, you know, were were really really good against. Um, defense was great, and then you get the big swings that you didn't get the day before that you didn't get yesterday. Um, I think the game is totally different. If Chris Argent doesn't leave the yard in that first inning, that three run home run. Um, Cause I mean, Billy Oldham talked about it in his post game presser. It, it, it allows you to pitch differently to be aggressive. And we've talked about it all year. These arms for Southern Miss, just about everyone, they are at their best when they're not trying to, to pick their spots and pick their way around batters and try to get the strikeout over and over again. Oldham was able to go right at hitters. Same thing with Armistead. He walked a few guys late in the late innings, but you were able to be aggressive. And, you know, both of those guys had had all three pitches moving well and they were spotted up with, with pretty good efficiency. And, and so it was just, uh, you kind of flip the script a little bit offensively. You get the, you get the big swings, you get, that insurance run, what was that in the eighth inning from Danny Lynch? Yes, yes. Um, I thought that was a huge, huge run because it, it sort of pulled some of that momentum and energy back into your dugout to where it was a little less stressful for Will Armstead in the eighth and ninth innings. And, yeah, just a complete performance. I, I thought it was a great day and great way to bounce back and hopefully you can kind of carry that momentum forward a little bit. Yeah, by the way, I just realized that I had not <laughs> recording the very first part of it. I, we're we're going to be able to get most of this on the feed, but I did miss the oh, part right. where uh, I, I missed the part that uh, where I was. Talking a little bit where you were talking about, you should be good. Uh, most of this, but yeah. Um, uh, and you know, you, you maybe you didn't bash him, but you certainly, I mean, gave him one of his worst outings of the year. I mean, I think he, I guess he gave up you know, whatever it was two or four runs, and um, yeah, four four earned runs and four and a third, five total. So I mean, that's you know almost a nine ERA um, uh, for the game. So you did really well against uh, a really tough arm there. And yeah, just a, a very, I mean, you know, probably one of the better performances of the year, honestly. So, um, but do we, do we yeah. want to get into, you know, kind of the, what the rest of the regional looks, looks like? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Is it, um, in that, uh, is it still five, nothing? It's five, nothing. Yeah. But okay. they just went Six, down seven, at seventh inning. Now they're about to go to the bottom of the seventh. Um, okay. so yeah, I mean, look, the way the, the pin is, uh, so their pitchers only throwing 67 pitches through, um, uh, these three innings, or, or sorry, not three innings, uh, six innings. So, I mean, he he could go the distance, but just kind of looking at, I mean, if you say Sanford, um, let's say this result holds right now. Um, so Sanford would probably throw. Um, let's see, if I remember the guy's name. Um, and that, while you're while you're getting some of those numbers, but I just want to remind you, we'd love to have you drop in, and you can also leave a comment. 
I see Dima's yes. in here. Dima, you've been in the thick of things up in the press box. Feel free, any of you all, to, to jump in here. But, yeah, I mean, Sanford, you play them in a I mean, you're going to get Will Lynch, who's their number three. I mean, he's a guy, 6'14 ERA, 155 whip, uh, 37 walks, 64 strikeouts. So, I mean, it's kind of just a typical, you know, SoCon number three. Um, whereas, um, you know, I mean, he's just yeah, kind of a clear step down, you know, below someone like a, like a Jacob Cravey. Um, that was, uh, you know, so good there on, on Friday. So, I mean, it's it, again, like we kind of said at the beginning, this part, that was the part that kind of got cut off, but I mean, it's a, a unique situation where, you know, USM is kind of clearly, you know, and you don't want to kind of jinx things, but kind of clearly the most talented team on paper, um, heading in these last two days. And, you know, you're not trying to fend off, you know, an LSU or an Ole Miss or, um, you know, a team like that, that you've had a kind of, you know, battle out of the loser's bracket these last two seasons. Um, but I mean, it doesn't mean that, you know, you're in a awesome spot. I mean, you still got to win three mm-hmm. games in two, two days, but it's still very doable. I mean, it's kind of like coming out, I mean, coming out of a loser bracket in a more of a, like a conference championship where, you know, you're playing solid teams, but they're not quite, you know, elite, you know, top 16 type teams. Uh, so... But I, I was just. Uh, what were you gonna say? I, I was gonna, I was gonna kind of talk about our pitching, but you go ahead. No, go, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. Well, I, I, Scott Berry didn't say it in his post game, but very much alluded to it. Uh, I mean, fully expect Matt Adams to be the starter in Game One tomorrow, uh, and a lot of it depends. Obviously, the the more length you can get out of Matt Adams, who he's, I mean, been kind of shaky his last two outings, and really. Really, since he was out those two or three weeks with the shoulder stuff, um, has not been all that sharp. And so I, I really think, and this is not groundbreaking analysis, it hardly ever is, um, but it, it's, it's going to come down to, or a lot of it's going to come down to getting that big swing early. Uh, I, I think the rest of the way, really, because you know you conceivably can bring back Tanner Hall for – you know, yeah. maybe a little, you know, small portion of the game on that Monday, hypothetical Monday evening game. But if you can, if you can get a swing like you got from Chris Sargent early, like you got today, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be a three-run home run. Just you, you, you jump out to an early lead or you respond early and get the offense going early. I think that's a big part of what the issue was yesterday, and we've seen it time and time again, especially in the first half with this team, when they are slow out of the gate offensively, it's, it's, it's really hard for them to kind of get off the pine and, and start hitting after they are down early in a ball game. So uh, not only that, not only with the offensive momentum, but it's also to have as many stress-free or lower stress innings for your starter to allow them to pitch differently like Billy Oldham was able to pitch today. Uh, that is what affords you typically some more length. And the more length you can get out, the more you're able to save your bullpen. Uh, hypothetically, you're able to keep Nico Maza fresh and possibly throw him in the evening game tomorrow if you are if you are able to save him uh, tomorrow afternoon. And obviously he threw yesterday. How many pitches did he throw yesterday, Pat? If you uh, able to pull that up. Yeah, I can pull that up. It would probably be under 20. That's what I thought, um, but, yeah. yeah uh, another thing I would kind of throw in there is like just you're talking about the big hit, but I mean it would be nice to get if you if you're going to win this thing in these next three games. You, you're I think there's going to be need 
at least be one blowout where you can not yeah. throw some of your key bullpen arms. And and the thing is, I mean, you should be able to blow. Or if you're going to win one of these three games, you should be able to win one in blowout fashion. Because when we're talking about tomorrow, if this result holds, you're going to be facing a number three from a SOCON team. And then, yeah. and then if you get to pin, we'll get into pin, but pin one of their weak starters is out, apparently. The lefty Owen Cody. So you're going to be facing an Ivy League, like number four, basically. And like you should be able to, you know, <laughs> win one of those games. You would think yeah. by a decent amount of runs, where you can save your bullpen arms. Uh, Mazza threw eighteen pitches on uh, okay on, on yesterday on, on Friday. Okay, so you um, would think he could he could start that game four, right? And I think you kind of look at um, Adams, and if he can give you five innings, that'd be huge. Um, yeah, yeah, and then you hopefully have enough of a lead where you can, you know, save again. You again not have to use a Mazza or a Storm. But, I mean, I think you kind of look at, again, going back to just the competition you're facing, man, you feel like you got to bet some of these guys that you haven't used as much, like they can get outs against a Sanford or a Penn, possibly. I mean, you kind of look at someone, like, you know, like Isaiah Rhodes or like a Chandler Dawson, like you know, maybe those guys, you worry about them against, you know, but Auburn, but you know, if you go up against Sanford or Penn, I mean, they could pitch well. Um, so I think you do have a little more flexibility Based on that, and I know the coaching staff. I mean, they're going to use you know the guys they think are the top guys. But I mean, if you get into a situation where you're having to throw kind of beyond your top, you know, bullpen arms, you kind of feel just better about it, just based on um, you know the lineups you're facing. So, yeah, should should's the big word here. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, on on paper, I think if you're in a three game series with either of these teams, then you would you would say sweepable for both. Yes. But obviously. I mean, you don't play the game on paper. Sanford just beat you yesterday. Yeah. And so you're going to have to play good ball all the way around, especially to, to go in three straight. But I, I think you have you have the momentum. you got that spark. Uh, to, you know, I, I think, it's, I think it, it's probably a little bit of a different conversation had you beat Penn today. And, and obviously the way that the, the, you know, the rest of these games line up as far as your opponents, you don't have to play in Auburn you know, the rest of the way. But I, I think just momentum wise, you got that, you got that big win. You got, you got the, the SEC monkey off your back in 2023. You haven't been able to win against the SEC this year. Uh, I think you've, you've got as much confidence as you've had. Um, and so I, I, again, you know, you don't, you don't play it on paper, but I, I think you feel really good about these matchups. Um, Let's see. We have some questions here. Yeah, about the crowd. Somebody asked about the crowd. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, let me just read it uh, for those that can't see it. Wiggins, John Wiggins. Hey, John. He says, ideas on impact of a turn crowd tomorrow with the host team being out. Patrick. Well, yeah, I mean, you got the question, but, I mean, um, I guess I'll – I I mean, I think it'll be – I mean, I don't. I, I guess he was saying like a turn card, like, well, the locals stay around and kind of root. I mean, I don't think if I don't think there's going to be many Auburn fans at all there. I mean, I really think yeah. it's going to be. You kind of look. Saw at, some one one two dollar tickets on. Yeah, yep, today. exactly. It's about, I mean, yeah. you can basically get in for free. Um, so I mean, I think USM will have the most fans there. I mean, and especially if you get to a situation where you have to beat Penn twice. I mean, it would be. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wouldn't be quite like playing a Pete Taylor Park. I mean, it would be kind of like a, you know, a. 30 or I mean, it won't be like you know 4,000 like or four or five thousand like you have it at Pete Taylor Park, but it would be you know 
a clearly, you know, U.S. and partisan crowd. So I think, yeah. I think that is an advantage for USM with, you know, an empty ballpark now without, um, without Auburn being there. So, yeah, I agree. And I, it becomes even more of an advantage if you can jump out early and, and keep playing with that momentum. I think it becomes a really big deal. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have on that. Let's see. Have any, yeah, Tennessee just down Clemson. Yeah, what, just 14 watched, innings, right? 14, yeah, just watched the end Good of that. gracious. Um, okay. Well, that's something to continue to watch, obviously. That's the pairing, the regional pairing, super regional pairing. Um, but yeah, Penn and uh, Sanford there five nothing now. Um, top of the top eighth. of the top of yeah. the eighth. So yeah, yeah. so uh, um, so yeah, Penn would go. I mean, they really uh, talked. Or Andy Glockner on Twitter, uh, who's a Penn alum, I had asked him about. Um, he, he's or he, I don't know if he still does. Uh, if he writes at all, but he's kind of like a sports analytics guy. I mean, he's, big, he's kind of a big Penn fan. I just asked him about their pitching, and he said that he yeah again he thought that they're lefty Owen Cody was out and he said after the rotation their pitching drops off a little bit I mean you kind of just look mm-hmm. at their numbers they don't I mean they don't I mean they don't actually have a lot of innings logged at all because they've only played 47 this is their 48th game I mean they Ivy League don't play as much they take a, a week or two off before the season ends they don't play or before the season begins um, so they don't open up on like February 17th they'll open up in like March and then they don't play as many midweek games either so but I mean the next closest I mean you have three guys with over 60 innings pitched and then you have I got 32 innings pitched Carson Osmer who actually came in and um sat Auburn down there on uh, that game on Friday and it has really good numbers 195 ERA 0.84 whip um but yeah I mean I guess people we kind of talked about Sanford I mean I think this one people I mean you're gonna see if this result holds you'll see um the right-hander Lynch who has you know just average numbers um, and then, it, you know, if you get to pin on uh, Sunday night, I don't, don't know who they would start. And then if you get to them on Monday, you would, I would think they would probably bring back the race, Ryan, uh, Drombowski, who is, yeah. a, I mean, he's a true ace. I mean, he might be better or just as good or better than, uh, uh Jacob Craving. We're talking about a guy who's been up to uh, 95. Um, and he threw a hundred pitches on, on Friday, but I mean, it, you kind of look at, um, some of the draft boards. I mean, he's top, uh, 200 player on one of the 2024 draft boards. A really good, so really good arm. So, um, I think you, if you can get to tomorrow night, you'd be in good shape, you know, depending on how much pitching USM has left, but, um, you know, Monday could be tough, but then, you know, you're talking about, you can bring maybe, you know, Tanner Hall would probably come back at some capacity, you would think, mm-hmm. um, at least, you know, kind of like an opener, like last year. Um, so yeah. Just kind of rambling there, but that's uh, yeah. Well, and and I think I mean it's similar. You kind of likened it to the the conference tournament and just how it plays out a little bit out of the losers bracket. You're going to need one of those Armistead type outings that you had um, from Armistead in the conference tournament. You know those those seven innings he went, and you know whether that is Nico Maza. I would I would even I mean if you can get six or seven out of Matt Adams, I would definitely include that and. In- in that you know type performance category um, to to really set up your pitching, but I, I I mean I really don't think it's going to come down to the pitching. I think the pitching is good enough. I think it's it's a matter yeah. of competitive offensively, and you know we've it's sort of been Jekyll and Hyde a little bit for Southern Miss. I mean you you had you know one of those days where you just you sort of slept walk through nine innings and uh, were just really bad offensively. Um, against Sanford, and then you come out and you swing it like you did today against a really, really great arm. I mean, that shows you sort of the inconsistency, but also the potential of this lineup. And so I think that's what it's going to come down to. I think you're going to have enough from the pitching 
whether it's it's from some guys we haven't really talked about or seen a lot of a lot out of this year, I think I think Ostrander's going to be able to piece it together. I think it's it's going to come down to whether or not you can jump out early in ball games and whether you can respond to big spots. I, I really think. I mean, obviously, it's not black and white. It's not quite cut and dry because you still have to get twenty seven outs for the other team. But I, I think it is going to come down to whether. Whether you see the offense you saw today or the offense you saw yesterday. Yeah, and again, I mean, we're talking about tomorrow you're going to face a SoCon Sunday guy, and then you're going to be facing a guy for Penn that you know maybe hasn't started in however many weeks or whoever they throw. So, I mean, yeah. the offense is going to have to come to play. Yes. Um, and that's – you're not going to – I mean, maybe you go out there and win 4-2 to two and 3-1 to one or something, but, I mean, that's mm-hmm. not – that's not really – the, I mean, I think the way that you win this is possible by slugging your way through this. But yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Jonathan asked, is it confirmed that um, Penn's uh, lefty is out? Uh, no, it's not confirmed, but he was pulled um, from their IV opener um, with some kind of injury, like in the first inning. And he is not, I mean, I think he's been pitching, he would have pitched either today or yesterday. I mean, he would have pitched today or yesterday. So it, it, it seems like he's probably unavailable. But we, mm-hmm. we don't know that for sure. And obviously, it'll be a tough matchup because he's a left-hander. Although USM actually has – I was looking at it yesterday. USM has a better batting average against lefties now than righties. Huh. Um, and, you know, and you hit um, you know, Tommy Vale, who's very quality lefty arm, um, you know, for five runs there with four of those being earned, four and a third. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's not confirmed, but it, it does seem like that is the case where Owen Cody – uh, is out for um for the Quakers. So need to go dig into the Quaker message boards. Is there a sort of yeah yeah, yeah I don't know if there's something called a <laughs> Quake Quaker post and they have their own version of the Eagle Post uh, characters <laughs> and that kind of thing. Yeah. So um <laughs> I'd be I'd be kind of surprised if they had anything close to Eagle Post. Yeah. All right. Uh, Dylan says I assume Blake is behind the plate first game tomorrow. Who would you put in left between Tate and Reese? Uh First reaction for me, I mean, uh, Tate looked a little lost today at the plate, yeah. but it's also, I mean, he was really good for a long stretch, and he just hasn't, he hasn't played a lot. And yeah. and Coach Barry, I mean, he's been asked that, and it's it's been a, it's been more a matter of matchup than anything. But I, I, Reese also, I think, gives you a better glove out in left field, a little bit of a better arm, and I think I don't know, it just feels like to me that coaching staff has sort of just developed a a comfort level a little bit with Reese out there, regardless of matchup. Um, so I would, and it's a righty, right? That you would, hypothetically, this whole yeah. sandwich yes. number three would be a righty, yeah. Yes, Lynch. So and you I, would expect it to be Reese Ewing, I think. Yes, yes. And um, I think one of the thing, one of the things that were, people were talking about uh, heading into this, just the Sanford game, but they don't have a lot of lefties, I don't think. So, um, just on the mound, so. That is, uh, that. Not, so what, what, are, what are the splits now? Righties and lefties for Southern Miss. You said we're better against lefties now. That's oh, shocking. Yeah, batting average wise. Um, right. Yeah, yeah, let me see. Because um, I think it, it would have updated after uh, after today's game. I don't know. The, I, I could probably calculate the power numbers as well on the on base, but I don't know. I'm too lazy to do that right now. But um, we'll see. Um, team statistics. Um, Stanford no runs on two base hits today. Yeah. Um. So lefties USM two eighty nine against lefties 
And then the, fir- the first two guys, uh, Auburn three, were lefties, uh, Valen uh, Copeland, and then um, the right-hander, uh, I think it was Isabel. Um, and then 281 against righty. So I think it, it went oh. up a little bit because USM yeah. did do better against both Copeland and Vale. Um, so I don't know if the power numbers check out with that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's kind of the lefty myth. Is, uh, I don't know if it's yeah. dead or not, but it's certainly taking a hit. So. I, don't, I don't think it's – it's, it's going to take a lot for it to be dead. Yeah, well, yeah, just <laughs> historically, right? Yeah. Okay. But anything else we need to touch on? Any other questions here? Yeah. Pretty um, much everything. Yeah, just kind of looking at um, just just kind of going back and talking about just the situation. I mean, um, overall, um, let's see. I'm just pulling up like the Massey ratings coming into today. Um, Penn was 104. Sanford was 94, 94. So, I mean, you're playing, I mean, look, and like wow. Sanford, they would have been a four seed had Tulane not won that game in the AAC, which pushed everybody up a spot. Like Sanford would have been a four. So, I mean, again, you're going to need to win three games in two days. It's a tough spot just, you know, because you're in the loser's bracket. But these are like two teams, basically, basically four seed quality. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if USM plays good baseball, again, throw them out on paper, but should be able to co- <laughs> should be able to come out of this. Um, should should, should. <laughs> um, as far as as far as I mean losing the first game is worst case scenario as far as worst case scenario goes this is the best case scenario worst case scenario <laughs> so, if that makes sense at all <laughs> yeah well I mean I think the gift was Auburn losing I mean because I mean you certainly didn't want to get them I and mean, we've seen it a thousand times where USM you know either loses one of the first two games and then the you know the host SEC host win and then you got a you know a situation where you gotta beat them twice. Right. Okay. Right. So you needed Auburn to either lose, you know, in game one, or if they'd won last night tomorrow or tonight if they had been the winner's yeah. bracket. And you know, you, you almost wanted them to um it would have been better just because, you know, we thought the matchup or if they would have won um yesterday and then lost today against Sanford, well then you would have got a righty, but it I mean it ended up working out anyway. So um Yeah. So yeah. As far as yeah, battling your way out of the losers bracket, this the matchups are as favorable as it as it's going to get. I think point yeah. blank. So now you just got to go do it. Yep. All right. Well, I think that is um, that is it. Uh, again, the first part of this is going to be cut off because I'm stupid and forgot to hit the um, internal uh, recording uh, when I first did this. But the vast majority of this is going to be recorded, and it should, if it works, it should be up on the feed fairly quickly. Um, so people can listen to that. And I guess um, uh, if USM were to win both games, that would be probably pretty tough to do a recording because, I mean, that, the second game would, yeah, be, yeah. would be at 8 o'clock and win it until 11. And, um, yeah, I'll have to um, – I mean, if USM gets to, to Monday, I'll have to find a new hotel because I've only got this through Sunday. So. Mm. <laughs> um, but, yeah, um, a good day for the uh, Golden Eagles. And, again, they are positioned – uh, you know, probably one of the better chances you're going to have uh, to get through a, a regional here um, based on the way things have played out. So, yeah. Thank you all for tuning in.